Hello, and welcome to our NJ Decides 2022 Election Exchange podcast. I'm Colleen O'Day, and we're weeks away from the midterm elections, where your vote is critical and could decide the balance of power in Congress. All 12 congressional seats are up for grabs here in New Jersey. So we're talking to the candidates and drilling down on the issues to help you decide how to cast your vote in November. Today, I'm here with South Jersey businessman and Republican, Bob Healy. Uh, He's the candidate looking to represent District 3. District 3 spans Burlington, Mercer, and Monmouth counties. Mr. Healy is challenging two-term Democratic incumbent Andy Kim. Mr. Healy, thanks for joining me. Thank you for having me. I appreciate it. The first question, let's get right into it, is why should voters in the 3rd District make a change now and put you in Congress? It's a great question. I have grown up in Burlington County my entire life. Um, I went to school in Philadelphia, but then came back to Burlington County. It's where I'm raising my, my young daughter. It's where my wife and I have chosen to put our roots in. And for the entire time that I've spent living in Burlington County, it's a fairly moderate middle-of-the-road district, reasonable people. And even the new district that's been redrawn now with now Mercer and Monmouth in it, um, as I've traveled up and down the district, gone to all 50, we did a 53-town tour that we just finished in September. Um, And as I've traveled through all of those towns, it is still a very middle-of-the-road district with reasonable people that want good representation. And good representation means voting in the interests of the people that you represent. It's not necessarily about what your party wants or even what you necessarily want. It's about making sure that you're a voice and an advocate for the people that you represent. Um, And I feel that I can be very effective doing that with both my life experience, my business experience, um, and I feel that we don't necessarily have the best representation now. Congressman Andy Kim is a member of the Progressive Caucus. He has voted 100% of the time with Joe Biden. And he, if you look at his voting record, it's extremely far to the left. That is not this district. This district is still an extremely middle-of-the-road district and I think would be better served with somebody who's spent their time there, grown up there. I mean, we both grow, grew up there. But somebody who's chose, chosen to live their life there and has, knows the people there. So, you know, I, I think that you have no elective experience to date. I do you? not. Um, so, so talk about what qualifies you to be a congressperson. Well, when I look at Congress these days, I see a lot of people uh, who um, is maybe their goal to actually make it to Congress, make it to public office. I didn't lead that kind of life. Um, You know, I I got out of college. um, You know, I toured in a punk rock band for a while. um, And then I went into business. Uh, I went into my family business, the Viking Yacht Company. We're right in Burlington County, in southern Burlington County. We employ over 1,600 people. I'm a yoga teacher. I'm a father of a 16-month-old baby girl. And those real-life experiences, I think we need more of in Congress. Um, I think we need more input from the private sector. I think we need more input from people who have had other experiences before they've gotten to public office. My, my opponent has spent his entire time in public office, and public service is to be lauded, no question. But right now, particularly with some of the challenges we're facing in our country, particularly our economic challenges, um, I think we need a new kind of person in Congress. So it, it seems that uh, inflation keeps bubbling to the top in polls as the number one issue. Um, is that something that you have found as traveling across the district? And what specifically would you do about inflation? It is the number one thing that I hear when I travel through the district. Um, 
the number one question, what are you going to do about my grocery bill? What are you going to do about my gas bill? Um, and and it, it, it affects everyone. It doesn't matter what the letter next to your name is as far as party is concerned. Inflation is affecting everybody right now. I think there are a few things that we can do um, that can start to get a handle on this. The first is getting back to being energy independent. Every single truck that is on the road today is paying more for gas, more than 18 months ago before Joe Biden took office. Every single truck that's coming through my business is paying a gas surcharge. Uh, you know, the, the pizza shop down the street from me in Morristown, Corollos, um, they have the same issue. And that gas surcharge gets passed on to a little business like that. And then they have to charge more for their end product to the end user. And that's inflating a lot of our prices. The second thing I think we can do is get a lot smarter and get a lot more responsible about how we spend taxpayer dollars. Ultimately, the money that the federal government spends, it's our money. We pay that in taxes. And so it's incumbent upon the federal government to treat that money as if it were their own. Um, and I've seen a lot of wasteful spending over the last few years. Um, certainly during COVID, there was spending that, you know, we, we felt needed to happen. But there's a lot of wasteful spending that was in that bill, too. So we need to get smarter and more focused on how we're spending taxpayer dollars. And third, we need to pass a budget in regular order in Congress. It's one of the very basic fundamental jobs of Congress, and they're not doing it. We're going on continuing resolution by continuing resolution. Both sides are bringing themselves to brinksmanship right now, which is not healthy for our process. So it's something that I've been a very strong advocate out throughout the entire campaign. We need to pass a, we need to pass a budget in regular order, and potentially we need to strive for a balanced budget at some point. Um, you, you mentioned gases and uh, gas tax, and I want to, uh, excuse me, the gas prices, and I want to um, just come back to that. I know that I hear a lot of Republicans blaming higher gas prices on President Biden, um, but isn't it really the Ukraine war that, that drove up the prices? That There's a lot of factors to this, um, but I also think the current administration has had a very negative attitude towards energy producers here in the United States. And look, if if one if if the president of the United States came in and said, I think that um, all accountants are bad people, and I, I think that you know your business is harming our country, and I want to do everything I can to make your life harder, to make your investment in your business harder, no accountant would invest in their business, and that's the attitude that the federal government under under the Biden administration has taken to energy producers in this country. Look. I'm an all-of-the-above energy guy. I think we need to talk about natural gas. I also think we need to talk about renewables. Um, but right now, uh, if you are an energy producer, particularly if you're in the natural gas space, you're not going to invest money into your business. You're not going to try to expand your production because the administration has basically said, we're going to make your life very difficult. We need to change that conversation. Um I, again, going back to inflation, which you've you've talked about, I think you've said that you don't think your opponent is spending enough time on it. Um, I think that, that some experts are saying that it, it was that COVID spending that kind of um, formed the foundation for the inflation that we're seeing now. Um, what what would you have done differently if you had been in Congress? Would you have voted for those COVID spending packages? Well. When, when COVID came out early on, there was certainly no playbook. And a lot of people in business, um, a lot of people in Congress did, the, I think, the best that they could trying to figure out what the best moves were for the country. 
I'm not going to speculate on what I might or might have done had I been in office, other than to say that, look, you don't spend your way out of a recession. We've had a lot of spending, um, for good or ill, but we're coming out of this recession. We're coming out of uh, the COVID pandemic. The pe- president has said that the pandemic is over at this point. We need to get a handle on what we're spending now, and we need to look to the future to make sure that we're being responsible with that. And in terms of the the last two, I guess, big bills that came, that are spending money that come out of Congress, the infrastructure bill and the Inflation Reduction Act, um, are those bills that you would have opposed? Um, is there anything good in them? No question. We need infrastructure uh, in this country, and and it needs some attention. And there were a lot. There was a lot in that infrastructure bill that I felt was very very good. Um, I, there were things in there that I felt were not very good. Um, when it comes to the Inflation Reduction Act, look, this is just another example of, of false advertising from Congress, which I, I can tell you, traveling up and down um, my district, people are tired of. The Inflation Reduction Act, according to CBO and a lot of other organizations, doesn't do one thing to reduce inflation in this country. It does a lot of other things. Um, and if we wanted to get, if we wanted to really talk about reducing inflation in this country, it starts with getting wise with our spending. This act um, spends more money than it raises and then looks to bring in that money through hiring new IRS agents. Now, I know a lot's been made in the media on both sides about that. Here's what I can tell you from my district. I was at an ice cream shop um, in Burlington County. Uh, this was a few on our, our, on our town tour last month. And as I was talking to the owner and he was telling me about all of the things that are making his business difficult, you know, inflation, um, the cost of materials, supply chain. At the end of it, he said, and do you want to know what the worst part about all this is? I just got a stack of papers very thick. Um, I'm, I'm making a thing on camera. I know we're on a podcast, but very thick from, from the IRS yesterday. I'm getting audited. It's shown that most audits happen to people making under $400,000 a year and to small businesses. Hiring more IRS agents is not the answer Moreover, passing a bill in which we're trying to make money, make up some of the deficit spending on that by doing that is not the answer. When some of these um, some of these businesses are still coming out of the pandemic over the last two years. Um, the other issue I have with the Inflation Reduction Act is it does not address salt. Now, my opponent has been very vocal over his last two runs about salt. It was a main pillar of both of his campaigns. Um, and yet, when finally he has a chance to dig in his heels along with some other people in Congress uh, who have also made a lot of noise about it, particularly in the New Jersey delegation, he goes silent on it. Look, salt's not a popular topic in my own party. A lot of people in the Republican Party that think it just helps people who, uh, you know, helps rich people. But here in New Jersey, we know different. And I've told that to my own Republican colleagues. You don't live in New Jersey. You don't live with the property taxes we have. New Jersey is different than other places. And salt is hurting a lot of people right now. And um, my opponent, Congressman Andy Kim, had a chance to stand up uh, for the people of New Jersey, for the people of his district, make good on a promise that he's been talking about for over four years, and he didn't do it. Um, Let me ask you about some other issues that you have mentioned on your website. Uh, There are things like empowering parents, I think, choice in education. Uh, You also note opposing cancel culture and political correctness. I'm just wondering, are are these, uh, particularly, I guess, the second one, I mean, is that really an issue that people care about? And what can a congressperson do in those areas? 
Well, I think actually both of those issues um, are, are linked in some way. Um, the first thing is, obviously, I'm, I'm, as, as I'm sure everybody here in New Jersey knows, there's a curriculum that was passed um, several years ago, uh, a sex education standard that was passed that's now in our schools. And the issue with a lot of parents that I talk to is age appropriateness here that some of these topics are just not appropriate for children as young as third grade, talking to them about this before they can, they can tie their shoes almost. Um, and so that issue, um, I think parents feel that they are not allowed or not being given the chance to have a dialogue on it. And I want to be really clear. I have been to um, parts of the district where the schools, um, the administration, the teachers, school boards have had a dialogue with parents. And it's worked out very well. But when that dialogue doesn't happen, as is happening very often, parents feel like they're being shut out. And, and they care about their kids. And, and I can understand that. There's a feeling of cancel culture wrapped up in that, where parents sometimes are afraid to speak out about that because of what will happen to them on Facebook, what will happen to them in their own friend groups. Um, and Look, we all know those ex external pressures can be very, very tough, particularly when you live and work and grow up and raise a family in a community. Um, and, and look, I'm a person that thinks bad ideas, the best place that they should die is in an open forum. But so we're talking about a state policy. I'm saying what, what sure. if you was a congressperson? What, what, where does that fit in? Sure. Well, I think that you can, it does give you a, a, a platform on a federal level to talk about these issues. And, you know, as a congressman, um, one of the most important things is constituent services, which means you should be, if you're doing your job correctly, talking with your assembly people that are in your district, your senators that are in your district, your local, uh, your mayors, maybe even your school people on your school board. And being able to be a voice for those parents federally and, have, and, and being able to make those calls on their behalf to the state people within your district on a state level, I think is very helpful. I mean, if there's one thing that I, I remember about all the congressmen that I've known in the third district that I've had the honor of knowing, Jim Saxton, um, John Runyon, John Adler for the brief time he was there, and, and Tom MacArthur, I don't always remember what they voted on, particularly when I was a younger guy, but I remember their ability to pick up a phone to, seek comp to help seek compromise on certain issues that were affecting their district, to help people in their district. That's the kind of congressman that I want to be. Um, we don't have a lot of time left, but I do want to get to the abortion issue because it does seem like something that, that's being talked about Certainly. as well across the state. Um, I think you're, you say that you are pro-life, um, but you have some nuanced thoughts about abortion. Can you just talk about it? S certainly. I'm, I'm happy to talk about this issue. My, uh, first off, it is a nuanced issue. It's, it's an issue that's divided our country for over 50 years, and there are strong emotions on both sides, and I, I understand that. Um, you know, I am pr personally pro-life, um, and personally I think there are exceptions to that. Um, you know, rape, life of the mother. But here in New Jersey, I believe that we need to seek compromise. And I think that compromise should center somewhere around the first trimester. Uh, I am not in favor of federal legislation on it. It's gone back to the states. And as I said in a, in a, in a primary debate, I think that's where it should sit. And I think the state should make the decision. I'm also not in favor of states banning abortion before a woman even knows that she's pregnant. And I've laid this out in an op-ed that I wrote in the New Jersey Globe to make sure that people understood where I stood on this issue because it is um, an issue that concerns a lot of people. 
My so you be- wouldn't you wouldn't uh, support the national? It's being called a ban, but essentially a fifteen a ban after fifteen weeks. Bill, I, w- I wouldn't support national legislation on the snow. And what concerns me is that I've tried to I've done my best to be open and honest about this because it's a serious issue. My opponent is not. He wrote an op-ed article on it as well. He didn't outline any of his views. He won't talk about it. The media doesn't often ask him about it. I, I hope that you have or will. But if you look at his voting record, he's made it very clear where he stands. He is in favor of abortions up until the moment of birth. He's in favor of non-doctors being able to perform abortions. And I can just tell you from spending the time in the district, from growing up in Burlington County, that's out of step with this district. This district is moderate. People want compromise. And it's one of the reasons I think I am the best fit to represent this district. My opponent is the only radical person in this conversation in the 3rd District. We're going to have to stop you there. Um, Great conversation with you. Thank you for having me. And that wraps up our chat with Republican Bob Healy. Thank you very much. We will also be speaking with Representative Andy Kim, so check out that episode as well. NJ Decides 2022 Election Exchange is an NJ Spotlight News production. Jamie Kraft is the executive producer. Our executive in charge of production is Joe Lee. Rob Rowan is the producer. Elvin Badger is the director, and Mark Nixdorf is our recording engineer. Chloe Matizzi is our production manager, and David Krieger is our audio editor. Thanks for being here.